G'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mirrigan Unmanned Systems Drones for Good podcast. My name's Andrew Crow, the host of the podcast, and pretty excited to be back on deck and recording after a bit of a break over the Christmas period and into the, uh, the whole COVID-19 issue. Um, the first one uh, that we're doing now is with uh, someone who is known pretty well across the industry, Lieutenant Colonel Kieran Joyce. Um, we're doing this virtually. It's the first time we've, we've done this. I've typically done them face-to-face, so we'll see how this uh, goes. But firstly, welcome, Kieran. Thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to have a chat to us today. G'day, Andrew and the Mirajan audience. Uh, very happy to be here. Awesome. Hey, um, so the first thing that we're going to talk about this morning is particularly about the, the uh, Army drone racing team. So the Australian Army, as I understand it, has their own drone racing team. First thing I want to ask, I guess, in a more personal way, is how the hell did Kieran Joyce end up setting up and running the Australian Army drone racing team? Uh, thanks for that question, uh, Andrew. It's, it's actually quite a long story, but I'll try and give you the really short version. Um, I'm a aeronautical engineer, graduate from the Defence Academy a long time ago. Um, back then, we didn't have drones in Army uh, all of us that did Aero Eng, we got allocated to the helicopter capability. So I'm a Black Hawk guy at, uh, at, at, uh, at my roots. Um, I'd done a couple of Black Hawk jobs um, when out of the blue I got asked if I would like to be the uh, inaugural engineering officer at the STA regiment, the UAV regiment within Army. Um, uh, it was a hell of an opportunity and it saw me kick off the you know the second part of my career which is about uavs um we should so probably that, say this is where you and i met too back in absolutely uh, back in absolutely we were, so seeing that we first young chipper subbies first rotation through the regiment um 2006 2007 we were doing some really exciting things like scan eagle that's where you and i first met uh we yep. did skylark and and uh, and we and we were we were in the foundational stages of Joint Project One Two Nine Phase Two, which was the first UAV to come into service with the Australian Army. Um, out of the regiment, I went to the project office. I spent a couple of years in Canberra delivering that project. I went back to the regiment, uh, ticked all those boxes that a good regimental officer uh, ticks, and then out the back of Staff College. I was promoted to Lieutenant Colonel and the job that Army gave me was Staff Officer Grade 1 for Unmanned Aerial Systems. So in recognition that our UAV capability had really moved along and was really gathering some momentum, uh, they, they dropped me into the aviation branch to, uh, to develop our UAV capability as a sub-program of Battlefield Aviation. Um, so this was really professionalising the capability at that point. Yeah, completely. And, and it came at a really nice time with uh, the implementation of first principles review and capability life cycle. So Defence had made a really deliberate decision to go to cradle to grave management of its capabilities. And, uh, and the, the scope of defining a capability was actually uh, quite large and, uh, and able to be interpreted, um, we, which I say quite deliberately because um, capability isn't just about developing a project and, you know, making some soldiers and some equipment and a support contract. Um, it's, it's about everything that goes into a capability. Um, we, we describe it in 
in Australian Defence Forces, our fundamental inputs to capability. One of those inputs is personnel, and within purse capability, well, there's everything from attracting potential recruits all the way through their life in the Defence Forces uh, to discharge and transition onto whatever is next after their full-time employment. Um, one of those aspects is sport. And uh, yep. uh, while I was doing this workshopping in the first 100 days and uh, scoping and framing the plan, uh, I had a young lieutenant come up to me and say, hey, sir, what about drone racing? And I said, we do that, really? <laughs> and, uh, look, and, and it was a legitimate thing to say four years ago. It's, it's, a, really yeah. new, it's a really new sport. Um, it really, uh, Australia was part of the startup of that movement. Um, it has spun off out of Model Aero Association, uh, uh, radio control flying and, and racing, um, and, uh, and Australia has been a big part of it. Um, so uh, I said, sure, you know, how many soldiers are doing this? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> we, we dropped an ad, we dropped a short ad into the Army News and we, uh, we just chucked it out there and said, who, who does this? Who's interested in it? And, and did you get um, much of a response out of that? Yeah, yeah, a, a really surprising response. Enough, <laughs> enough of a response that we went, well, this is worth investing in um, and let's, uh, let's do it properly. And that's, that's how I got started in it. I was the, the staff officer who was responsible for the, the start-up of the Army Drone Racing Association. Awesome. So, um, so what I'm hearing is that it, it, was, it was based around, you know, um, a different type of sport to, to reach out to different people in different parts of Army. It was about raising um, drone interest. There was some, you know, the, the term that I, I'm positive that you coined, which is drone literacy, um, keeps getting thrown around. So why, why did, you, did you raise the team? Is it those things? Was, was there other reasons why? Yeah, so um, first and foremost, we raised it because uh, we want to support our soldiers. Um, you know, everybody, when, if you, if you ask somebody to think about army sport, um, they immediately think about army rugby or rugby, army soccer, crickets AFL, or, yep. yeah, the, the traditional sports. Well, the, the fact is that the current generation of soldier, that's, they're not the only sports that they do. Um, mm. They're not just interested in traditional sports. They're interested in drone racing. They're interested in cyber sports. They're interested in esports and wargaming and all sorts of different things now. So the first thing that we really wanted to do was um, support those soldiers and officers in their chosen hobby, um, like we do if they want to play rugby or cricket or, or any of the traditional ones. Um, so that's, that's ultimately why we started it because they deserve um, to be supported by Army. And, uh, and so we formed up the Army uh, Drone Racing Association as an approved Army Sports Association. And that, uh, that, that was the key instigator, was uh, supporting the soldiers. But at the same time, what we did was we, we recognised that if there are 2,000 other civilian drone racers out there flying in the first person view racing association um yeah those kind of uh young people are the kind of people that we wouldn't mind uh attracting towards defense um mm. so what we did was we actually got our startup funding for the association as an army modernization initiative 
Um, so the Directorate of Army uh, Improvements and uh, and Director General Modernisation got behind it and gave us some some kickoff seed funding to get the sport started within Australian Army. And what we uh, quickly found was it wasn't just about supporting soldiers. It wasn't just about uh, engaging with young tech-savvy uh, kids on the street that we wanted to attract towards defence, but we've also found that it's, uh, I'll, I'll claim it, we, I think we're the only sports association that uh, actively contributes to capability development from a technology perspective as well. Um, uh, the, the right, so it means that these guys are actually yeah, actively building the, the Army UAS capability um, just by participating in a sport. Absolutely. And, and some of the technology that they are using isn't in use yet in defence, but um, has obvious applications within defence. Mm. Uh, and, and that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, so we, we are now a, a fully established sports association. We have an annual general meeting. We have a constitution. We uh, fly with the other 13 clubs around Australia. So we are one of the 14 clubs in Australia that uh, actively participates as a civilian sport. And, uh, and our soldiers are very happy to be participating. It's a pretty cool thing. So is the team expanding? Uh, are you getting more and more interest or, or is it sort of hit a, hit a culminating point and, and it's sort of diminishing? Uh, so what we've, um, what we've found is that everybody that's already doing it in, in Army uh, are, already, are now association members and uh, we are now actively um, growing the association. And uh, one thing that we're doing to do that is... Uh, we have spun the association and the sport off into the Australian Army Cadets. So okay. um, we, we just ran over summer the first drone racing camp for, uh, for the Australian Army Cadets. We, we put out an expression of interest. We got 23 kids from all over Australia to come into Inogra. Um, some of them very competent drone racers, some of them who have never uh, picked up the equipment before. And, uh, and we, we boot camped them for five days there at Inogra. And, uh, and at the end of it, we uh, had a grading race. And, um, and we've now picked the, the top eight uh, that are now forming up the, the, the core, the, the, the start of the Australian Army Cadet drone racing team. And, uh, and they're intending on um, uh, racing with us in upcoming events. That's, that's pretty exciting. We're, we're spinning it off into cadets. That's awesome. I, th I think that's a really important part. I think the more we can bridge that gap between cadets and army and, and step in and help them out um, and do stuff with them and keep them interested and, and then potentially, you know, bring them into defence in the future is, um, is a great thing. So who can, um, who can join? So is it just full-time ADF people? Do you, do you have any APS people that are the public service people that are interested as well? The, the way we wrote the constitution is that anybody can join us uh, from defence. So a full-time uniformed uh, army member, a reserve, a veteran, somebody who started with the association and has tr transitioned off into the next phase of their life. So we, we have veteran members, um, public servants that are associated with army. And then in our affiliate category, we will actually take anybody from defence. Uh, and not so not just the army side of defence, but um, we have... Uh, brought in to start from a governance perspective 
the Air Force and the Navy drone racing team as well are, uh, are incorporated within our membership within the Constitution as well. Oh, cool. All under the one sort of, the one hat. Yeah, so we, and, and uh, a proper governance framework is required because we're not just a sports association, we're a sports association that flies. And if you're <laughs> going to fly as a member of Defence, then uh, you are subject to um, the Defence Aviation Safety Framework. Uh, so yep. we have um, authority to operate our drone racing equipment issued by the Army MAO and uh and and we're audited and we have standards applied we have um positions of authority and responsibility uh because we fly we have to fly safely we have to fly per uh defense and casa rules and um so we we need that we need that framework in place and we may we didn't want to do it three times for three services that's just mm. um duplicating uh governance and and, and staff work so we we made sure right from the outset that the one framework could support all three services. Okay. And so from a from kind of a top level, you know, looking into the organisation, um, what, are, what are the aims? What, what are you really trying to get out of it? Uh, yeah, so um, aim number one is to support our soldiers in their chosen sport and hobby. Um, hands down, that's, uh, that, that is and will remain the, the genesis for why we're doing it. Uh, number two is about outreach. Um, so uh, just like we uh, advertise and uh, and publicise the fact that we play rugby union or cricket or whatever, um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a very similar outreach mechanism for us doing drone racing. We want the public to know that, um, that Army is a great place to not only work but also participate in your hobby that builds teamwork, uh, that builds competitive sporting spirit and those, uh, those aspects. The other aspect of outreach is engaging with the STEM youth. Um, drone racing is, uh, is an amazing sport in that every one of the pilots that builds their own drones, uh, they know and have self-taught themselves, generally off YouTube videos, about aerodynamics, mechanics, data links and radios and optics and video production, uh, control theory, uh, programming, all of those different aspects go into building and flying a drone. Um, we want to be able to engage with that percentage of the youth population to say, well, hey, think about defence, right? Because we need, we, we don't just need drone operators, we need people that know about radios. We need people that know about mechanics, that know about video production and image exploitation and image capture and coding and, uh, and networks. Um, we're really interested in having all of those skills in defence in different jobs within defence. So we, we want to have that conversation with the kids out there that are interested in these things. And if we can inspire those kids at all to to take up or continue with their drone racing and to think about working in defence. And that doesn't even have to be a uniformed role in defence either where mm. we have those roles in public servants, in our defence industry, in the contractor workforce, in defence science and technology organisation. There are many ways to use those skills in support of defence. Um, we want to have those conversations. The third aim is, is about um, uh, what I've been calling informal uh, capability development. So taking 
civilian skills and civilian technology and thinking about how that might apply to, um, to defence uh, applications, to defence technology. And a really great example, one that we have an awesome video on our social media channel um, from October last year is how the drone racing team supported the, uh, the robotics and auto autonomous systems team in, uh, in doing their, what they called their optionally crewed combat vehicle demonstration. This is where they took um, some M113 AP APCs and they roboticized them. Um, and in the back of those APCs, they had uh, some quadrupeds, some robot dogs. Um, you know, our drone racing team were able to help them with how to uh, effectively integrate um, camera systems, how to have those streamed back to robotic operators who could view that imagery on a screen or fully immersed like our drone racing pilots do with first-person view, how to control those systems, how to maintain situational awareness while they're moving, while just looking at a screen and developing tactics uh, for, for robotic vehicles. And um, I'm pretty sure we're, we're, we're going to be the only sport around that can claim to have, uh, have supported capability development like that. So there are three yeah, main aims. Cool. Uh, it's yeah, really cool. It, it is. And you know what? The, the, the pilots throw themselves into this kind of work. It's, um, it's amazing to watch them and watch their enthusiasm uh, for the sport and what they can give back to defence. And I guess for someone who sits on the outside and, and potentially looks in at this and they think, you know, someone just goes out to a hobby shop and buys one of these off the shelf. What what I'm hearing from you is that that's that's not necessarily the case. There's a hell of a lot that goes into actually building their own drone and testing it and and personalising and customising it to meet exactly what they need. Absolutely. Um, and if you go to a drone racing event, uh, you you will not see a single drone um, uh, that's the same as another. Um, every every kid, uh, every pilot builds their own. Uh, customizes their own that, that they make they pick the combination of props and motors and uh, and controllers um, and then uh, I think the, the coolest part from a from a visual perspective is that um, they all develop their own uh, color schemes and uh, and when they print their own 3d printed components um, they all uh, tailor it to their own designs that they um, they develop in CAD and they send through to their printer in their own colours. It's um, it's a very colourful sport as well. <laughs> so something that's coming through to me a little bit is that um, there's a lot involved in this. So is this an expensive sport to get involved in or is it one that you can come in at sort of the entry level, get better and better, and as most people do with hobbies and sports, can just spend as much money as they as they want or as they can? Yeah, and that, that's that's one of the things I love about this sport. Um, you can start really entry level, um, and with uh, uh, see, see, entry level is simulator. So um, on your laptop or on your PC, you can download drone racing simulation software for free, um, and you can slave that up to your phone or to an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, and you can teach yourself the basics of how to fly. If you like that uh, for free, then um, you can slave that up to a proper um, drone racing controller. Um, so for, for the sake of a couple of hundred dollars, um, the next step is you would buy your own indoor mini whoop 
Um, that's the that's the very small class of flying. They are, they are 100 millimeters across, and they uh, they all weigh less than 200 grams. And you can and importantly, all, all three of those things can be done during our social isolation piece at the moment. Absolutely, and you'll see some <laughs> videos really soon on our social media um, channels um, uh, promoting that fact that um, okay. all of this can be done indoors. And uh, and you'll see uh, one of the one of the videos we're soon to release is a is a you know, COVID mini whoop challenge. You know, what's the coolest track you can fly around your dining room? Um, in your in your house and uh, and upload as a thirty second video for that. Um, so that uh, that that's uh, that's only another uh, one or two hundred dollars to buy yourself a good mini warp. Um, and then if you really like that, well then you can get into five inch racing, which is the standard drone racing. Um, that's a couple of hundred dollars worth of equipment, two to two to four hundred dollars, depending on which components you buy. Um, and that's when you'll probably also get into into some uh, in, into a decent pair of goggles. Again, um, price range from one to six hundred dollars, depending on where you want to get to. And then the sky's the limit. But the the good news there is that for free you can find out whether you like it, uh, and and if you've got uh, if you've got some natural skills or whether you've got to work really hard. And um, and then just like most other hobbies, where you can throw as much money at it as you as you choose to do. Well, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing this weekend, and it's got to do with a mini whoop, and it's got to do with um, drone racing simulation. So yeah, appreciate <laughs> appreciate that. Hey, um, you're a you're a pretty busy bloke. You know, we 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 see you on the outside and looking into defence, and you've got a ton of things going on. No doubt, drone racing. Um, is very similar. So what sort of activities have you guys been involved in? You know, how, how do you engage with not only the defence community but also outside of the defence community? Yeah, so um, uh, so aim number one was supporting our, uh, our pilots in their, in their, in their chosen sport. Um, to do that, uh, we, uh, we, we participate in, in Australia's civilian competition. So while they'll be members of our club, uh, a decentralised club, um, they generally, all of our pilots will fly locally with their local club as well. So uh, weekly, fortnightly, monthly, they'll get together and uh, they'll fly with the civvies in their area. Um, and then twice a year, uh, we bring uh, the organisation together for a national competition. So in the front half of the year, we do an event called Aussie Opens, which is an all-comer event. Uh, and in the back half of the year, we do uh, we do nationals, uh, Australian drone racing nationals, which is a team based event. So every club sends through their top three or top four pilots. Um, so supporting our people, that's uh, that's what we get after first for active from an activity perspective. And um, mm -hmm. the army team has participated in nationals uh, for the last three years now, um, as as an example. Uh, and uh, and we've also seen the Air Force team jump into nationals last year, and uh, and the Navy have just stood up their team this year, and we're we're anticipating we'll um, we'll put forward some Navy pilots into nationals this year as well. Um, from a uh, engagement perspective, uh, so there are a couple of different um, activities that we contribute to here. So. Um, Recruiting is our first one. So we, um, we participate in all the large Defence Force recruiting activities um, that are run around the country. So generally every capital city runs a, a Defence Careers Expo every year and, uh, and we send along a presence to, to those. And depending on where they are, depends on just how cool the flying is that we can do. So we can do 
um, in a place you're not allowed to fly or is really, really dense, uh, densely packed for an event, we can just run the simulators on the tables um, all the way up to, um, you know, netting off an exhibition hall uh, like we did in Melbourne earlier this year and, uh, and doing full-scale racing inside, uh, inside the, a netted exhibition hall. We also um, engage a little bit more broadly. So um, Defence Force recruiting events are generally targeting people that are already thinking about joining defence, we, we do throw the net a lot wider as well. And we, uh, we, we do a lot of STEM events around the country. So uh, Science Alive in Geelong, um, Brisbane Science Week, um, Science Alive in Adelaide, the, uh, the National Science Week events uh, around the country, we try and send along similar presences. Anything from a single pilot just giving a, a talk and holding up some gear all the way up to full-scale racing events, which, um, uh, which we've done in places like uh, Brisbane and Adelaide where we've done um, caged, uh, netted off uh, flying activities. So we do a lot of STEM events as well. And then uh, I, I talked to you about some of the capability development work um, that we are doing with the robotics program. And then we actually have taken um, uh, it outside of Australia as well. Um, we ran the first uh, military international drone racing tournament in 2018 at Victoria Barracks in Sydney. We had five countries come to us for that. And, uh, and that was a pretty good event for the first one in the world. Um, I'm happy to report that uh, the Australian Army uh, won that event. We, uh, we beat the we beat the Kiwis uh, and we beat the Poms, and uh, we're, we're we're very excited. And we and we can't wait to have them back. Uh, we currently have that activity approved um, for September this year in Brisbane. Um, <laughs> we'll see what but, happens, <laughs> but obviously we'll see what happens as to whether it goes ahead as scheduled. But um, but we're anticipating a much stronger representation this year. The world uh, knows about us now. And uh, we're tracking teams in France and the Netherlands and the US, South Korea, Japan, uh, that we're, we're very much interested in getting them down for the second military international drone racing tournament in September. That's, that's currently being picked because that's, uh, that's the same week as the Land Forces Conference, uh, Chief of Army's uh, symposium event that he runs every two years. So that's uh, yeah. that's pretty exciting as well from an activity perspective, and um, so we're it's doing a different type of activity. That's for sure. Oh heck yeah! And uh, and and this one's going to be even cooler, we think, because we've got permission and we're engaging uh, with the support of Brisbane City Council to do it at a public venue. So uh, yeah, the public will get, get to come along and ha- come along and have a have a look as well. In the meantime, <laughs> our, our our pilots are focusing on uh, social distance. Um, types of activities so indoor flying uh in their houses um indoor flying at local museums uh where we can uh, where we can take some great footage and encourage people to think about military history as well and um yeah we're, we're working on some other ideas so maybe maybe doing some live streaming of uh of network simulation uh races as well we'll, we'll see what else we can come up with as a as a covid activity Nice. So you've obviously got a passion for this. What what's drawn you into drone racing? Why are you still why why are you involved in this? Uh, I'm in it because I love seeing what uh, what the soldiers are capable of. Um, 
uh, I am a very bad pilot um, when it comes <laughs> to drone racing, uh, but I understand what's so fun about the sport. Um, I love watching people's eyes light up when they're doing the engagement activities. You know, kids that, that haven't seen drone racing yet, when they get the opportunity to be talked through the equipment and get their hands on the sticks under, under the, uh, the supervision of our pilots, uh, you see their faces light up with excitement. And I love watching that light bulb uh, turn on inside their brain that says that, you know, STEM is awesome and that, there is, uh, that STEM isn't just about wearing lab coats and crunching your maths homework, but, uh, <laughs> that there's a lot of fun involved in it as well and that you can, there are legitimate career pathways for this. Um, in in defence, we like to, to in defence drones, we like to say, yeah, um, you know, drones can support you in anything you do in defence. You could do it 365 days a year and be a UAV operator in 20 Regiment in Brisbane, our, our premier UAV operating unit. You can do it part-time and fly infantry or cavalry combat drones just as something you do as being a infantry or a cavalry person. Um, or you can just fly it for fun. And, uh, you know, drones might not be anything of your day job, but you might just like doing drone racing after hours and you can still do that as part of the army. And I, I love watching people think about that and think about where their futures can take them. Um, and then, then knowing as well that we're contributing to technology development um, mm. and, and probably the only sport that does such, um, I, I also love that as well. I, uh, I think that's, that's fabulous and uh, it'll keep me very engaged and I'll be helping the team out as much as I can um, while, uh, while, those, uh, while those motivations are in place. Awesome. Um, last question I've got for you, Kieran, um, and not necessarily directed at defence people, but just anybody that's interested in drone racing. Uh, they might have seen it on TV or, or on Facebook or, or on the socials somewhere. What's what's the bit of advice you'd give them uh, for anyone that's interested in drone racing? Uh, my first piece of advice would be give it a go, right? So um, watch, watch some YouTube videos, um, check out our, our social media and see, you know, the possibilities of, uh, of some of the places that, uh, that drone racing can take. You know, we've sent pilots to America to go, um, to go race drones against, uh, against the rest of the world. Um, it's pretty amazing where, um, where technology can take you these days. So um, my advice is if you're interested in it, do a little bit of research, watch, uh, watch our videos um, for anybody that's looking to, to check that out, um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, uh, at AUADRT, that's Australian Army Drone Racing Team, AUADRT, um, and, and check it out. Give it a go. Like I said, you can download the software um, for the simulator and interface it to your standard uh, PS4 controller, or, um, or you can just download it onto your phone. Um, and, and see whether it's something you like because if you like it then there's a lot of lot of fun you can have with this awesome hey uh we might uh wrap it up there we're, we're just hitting on that 30 minute mark now kieran um, i love talking about drones you, you obviously got a significant passion for it and it's um it's great to hear the different side of um different side of it being drone racing not just talking about drones you mentioned the um au uh adrt 
page, where else could people reach out to you to, to get some advice or to, or to ask about sort of joining the club or, or anything if they're in defence? Yeah, so um, on our Facebook page, we have um, we have a link there that you can uh, just drop us a, uh, a sentence or a request in Messenger and we'll get back to you. Um, uh, alternatively, if you're, if you're just a civilian um, and you want to think about it, then just look up your local club as well. Every, every one of those local clubs also runs a Facebook page and, uh, and we'll respond to you through Messenger as well. Awesome. Kieran, thanks again for your time. I know you're, uh, I know you're busy and uh, look forward to talking more. Thanks very much, Andrew. Cheers, mate.